And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Pod. This week, previewing the OHL Classic at Mayakoba. You can find us on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am Bubba at BDNTrick. And joined by my two comrades, as always, Jesse. You can find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. And our buddy Bucks on Twitter at BP Snow Eleven Bucks. How are we living? Doing great, man. Doing really well. Now, before we get into this week's action, we'll talk briefly about this past week's um, Shriners Open. I know we all liked Cantlay. Which one of you two picked Cantlay to win it? Jesse. It'd be me. Yeah, that's all. That's what I thought because I, I thought Bucks had mayhem, but I couldn't remember <laughs> if we had multiples. Yeah. So. I think, I, the three ones that I wrote down before the round or before the podcast started were Mayhan, Cantlay, and DeChambeau. So I'm glad, oh, glad we got him in. Yeah, Cantley, Cantley got it done for Jesse. So that's four out of five, gentlemen. Four out of five. Yes. And all I know is I was golfing on Sunday and I was checking the leaderboard throughout the round. And I see DeChambeau creeping up in the second. I'm sitting there going, oh, this will be freaking wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, Jesse, congratulations. Thanks, man. Boom. Anything else you guys wanted to talk about on this tournament? It was, uh, it was good. A lot of young bucks kicking around up top. Yeah, it was. I thought it was great, man. I mean, we uh, we all like DeChambeau, Cantlay, Chesson Hadley. Um, there were a lot of guys that we were all over that finished really, really well. So, um, uh, the, the one, the one pick that fell flat for me, obviously was Mayhem, but overall the tournament was awesome. So, yeah, Van Ass, Van Asswagon burned me. If he, if he makes the cut, things are going strong. Uh, Streelman didn't do crap over the weekend, but overall it was a successful weekend on my book. How'd things look for you, Jesse? Yeah, it was very unsuccessful for me. I had, uh, I had like, I think I only had like two or three lineups, and they all had at least one guy missed the cut. You know, I played can't lay quite a bit, but at forty percent doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Martin Laird kind of screwed me over then. Like you, your boy Van Asswagen, uh, <laughs> terribleness by him. Yeah, and then Strillman just blah weekend. So yeah, overall pretty average to uh, to below average, but can't lay. Everybody picked Cantley apparently though. I think yeah, we were pretty much fifty-one percent. He was popular. Yeah, he, well, he was popular, ridiculous. and we've said it pretty much every podcast. He's been in a field like this guy is going to win. He's too talented not to. I think he's still made every cut he's played in this year. So the kid's good. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So Very yeah. Talented. And I'm pretty positive we'll go. We'll be backing him again next time he's in a field <laughs> that he's here. So yeah, that's not going to question anything. Uh, let's get into the OHL Classic at Mayakoba. It is, I believe, now the fifth year in the fall. Jesse, give us some event history here. Yeah. So, uh, they, well, so yeah, it moved like a couple years back from a February event to a fall event, uh, which I was reading earlier, kind of took away a lot of the, the wind factor because um, this is played right on the coast and Bucks will talk about the course here soon. But last year, your uh, winner was uh, the dude, Pat Perez at uh, minus 21. Um, year before that, Graham McDowell 
at minus 18. Charlie Hoffman was the 2014 winner at minus 17. And Harris English, minus 21 in 2013. So scoring can get uh, kind of low, but that's your last four winners at this event. Yeah, it seems like it's good. It's another uh, big boy course. As we get into the course preview, what I one thing I did read was pretty much if you can play well at Summerlin, you could play well here minus a few things. So, Box, what do you got on the course preview? Yeah, I mean, this is um, – I mean, the course in general is pretty awesome. It, I mean, if you think about it, this is a course that um, they typically play under 7,000 yards. And the average winning score is still uh, lower than minus 20. So that's pretty remarkable. Um, so, I mean, that means that overall it has some teeth. Now, it might be a little different this year because the wind should be really, really minimal. Um, as of now, anyways, the weather looks perfect. Like, under 10-mile-an-hour winds all day, 85 degrees, looks great. Um, <clears throat> but if you break it down – how does a course that is so short for tour standards um, average less than 20 under? It's because the course demands you to keep the ball in certain sections of the greens. It demands that you keep the ball in play off the tee, so you're not going to hit driver all day long. A lot of the, the longer hitters are going to hit two-iron, hybrid, three-wood off the tee all day long. Um, <clears throat> but you have to approach the greens, hit them in the right sections um, because there, there are a few large greens on this golf course, but the majority are pretty small. Um, so there's a huge premium um, on hitting the ball well um, into the green, having some pretty solid proximity from those yardages. Um, but the, the course has also a ton of hazards. I mean, you have sand traps, lagoons, canals, um, you have mangroves and, and cenotes and all sorts of stuff, man. And this is absolutely not a golf course that you can bomb it all day and overpower. So you have to have a good game plan. You have to stick with it. There are holes that you can attack that have generous fairways. Um, but there are a lot of holes that are still visually intimidating. Greg Norman did a great job designing the course, but when you watch it on TV, one of the things that you should keep an eye on when you're, uh, viewing are the mangroves just off the fairway so you have like a fairway and then 10 15 feet of rough but then you have these mangrove forests that like line the course and they are some of the thickest groves of trees you will ever ever see like if you hit it in there there's no chance that you're gonna put a club on a ball um, so you're gonna have to take an unplayable but overall it's a short course demands you to hit the fairway um the, the winner's going to play well uh, with his approach game. They're going to be putting well, and they're going to find the right place on the greens to put these shots. Yeah, this this sets up – too bad Stenson, sir. This would be the perfect Stenson course. Three-witted all over the place. But, yeah. like, I, I read quotes on – I read quotes on, like, Finau. He says all he hits is three-wood and two-iron. Berger said he hit, like, one or two drivers the entire round. You just don't mess with it, basically. Um, this is why guys like, you know, too bad Kyle Stanley's not even playing this week. That'd be perfect. Um, but you mentioned weather should not be too much of an issue. Jesse, what are the, uh, the key stats you're looking at this week? Yeah, I'll be looking at a lot of, uh, greens and regulation, um, birdie or better. 
Uh, also scrambling, because like Buck said, the, the greens are small, so you are going to miss them. Um, so you definitely want guys who can get up and down around the greens. Um, and then just more accuracy. So instead of being, you know, driving distance or whatever, I'm looking a lot more at um, accuracy stats as far as off the tee. Um, and then obviously greens and regulations, accuracy stat, accuracy stat in itself. So backing off the driving distance, uh, from what I've heard and read, it, it is a um, less than driver course most of the time. So I look, we talk about a lot of accuracy guys today, I believe. Yep. Accuracy is the name of the game. Uh, Bucks, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I mean, I'll have my three standards, the, the DK points, the birdies, the bogey avoidance. But um, this week, strokes gained T to green, um, uh, proximity 100 to 150 yards, um, and then strokes gained putting. That's something that I typically don't have in the model that I'm putting in here this week because I think that when, when you have a course averaging around 20 under um, – you're going to win by putting well. And I think for me, I'm looking at more of a recent form. Um, obviously I'm going to look at course history a little bit, but more recent form. And that's going to determine, or that's going to throw out there um, who's been putting better of late. Um, but like Jesse said, I mean, it's not about driving distance. It's more accuracy. Um, oh, total driving is another good stat. Um, but you also have to think that you have guys like Finau who are going to hit two iron everywhere. And so he should be in play. And then you have to think, does the approach game 125 yards, 150 yards, does that suit, does his game suit this course? So um, that's why proximity from those yardages is the most important thing for me, because I think everybody's going to hit from around the same spot. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you'll have some guys that blow it everywhere. Uh, but for the most part, this course brings everybody pretty close together. Yeah, and as we see when we break down these picks, like you guys both said, there's a lot of guys with past history here that are not your typical just bomber and hit it guys. These are actually some pretty methodical guys. It makes sense. Like why Pat Perez, the reason you picked him before is he hits his three-wood off the, the tee. Uh a guy like Graham McDowell, the reason why he won, he's not a big bomber anymore. It's not what he does. So it makes a lot of sense. Just be smart, play the course, and uh, you'll be okay. So let's get into those DK picks, what everybody actually wants to hear. Uh, we have three guys above 10K since Webb is not playing this weekend. we got Ricky Fowler at 11.8, Pat Perez, the second highest priced guy at 11.3, and Patty Reed, Captain America, is 10.5. I'll just cut my part out of this real quick. I am not playing anybody from up here. If I play anybody, it'd be Pat Perez. That's only because I'm playing 20 lineups like I did last week. I actually enjoyed that structure, so I'll do it again this week. Other than that, I'm starting the nines. Jesse, what do you have up here? So, Webb Simpson already withdrew. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, on DraftKings, it says out. So, they waited till 5 o'clock and still had him in. Lord. Um, uh, no, that's okay. Whatever. Back to the, the deal at hand here. I, I'll actually like Pat Perez myself. I mean, I'm surprised you're not all over him, but at 11, three, I do like him gonna, a lot. I like him. A he's going to be next. He's going to be, he's going to be barely owned because Ricky Fowler will be, doesn't matter. He will be the chalk this week. It doesn't matter what, 
how he's playing, that the fact he's never played this golf course before. He hasn't played since tour championship, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. The last time he played was tour championship. So he's been off for two months partying. If you have his snaps, dude's always partying at wine vineyards out in the Napa Valley, just living it up, feeling good. He doesn't give a shit about golf. Pat Perez, I actually like Pat Perez. Um, he's hitting a lot, a lot of greens and regulation recently. His accuracy off the tee recently, too, he's been hitting uh, about 74% of fairways. Um, I, I, I like Pat. I'm, I'm actually very fond of him because he's playing well, but also because I do think we can get him at a discount. The other two guys, Ricky, I might have one lineup. I'll have zero Patrick. Yeah, I'm with you there, and I don't hate – hate him and I mentioned that earlier when Bucks tweeted out today that he was guessing prices or when the price came out and I said I like it for the fact that no one will own him yeah but I like a lot down below Bucks what do you like up here um yeah so I don't know where DraftKings is getting their information (laughs) because I looked at it earlier and I could not find anywhere that had Webb Simpson out I mean nowhere and so I don't know if it's a glitch on their end or if they have some insider info that nobody else in the world has found yet, but I wow. can't find anything. It, put it this way. If Webb Simpson is in, I'm going to be playing him. Um, I am not going to be playing Fowler. I'm not going to be playing Reed. I do like Reed. I think he's one of those guys that's trending like in the right direction. And when he's hot, he hits his irons so well. Um, but at that price, I'm going to avoid him. Pat Perez is interesting to me because I think at his price and with Ricky Fowler so close, he should be under 7% owned, something like that. Um, at, at a guy that not only has been playing well, not only does he pop on the stat model, but also his course history here is awesome. So, I really like Pat Perez this week. I'll probably have four lineups and probably at least one, maybe two will have Perez. If Simpson's playing, which maybe is, maybe isn't, I think he is, um, then I'm going to play Simpson as well. Okay. I don't mind that at all. Let's check out the 9K range. We got Chaston Hadley and – I'm telling you, his price is down from last week now. This guy can't be faded. As long as he makes cuts, there's a big round coming in there, and this guy is playing probably the best golf on tour. Yeah. Pretty close to it consistently right now. Yeah. You got Hoffman, Woodland, Revy, ZJ, and Chapel. Jesse, take us away in the 9Ks. Yeah, before we get there, I mean, like, I was just looking at FanDuel pricing, and they don't have him. They don't have Webb Simpson in the field at all that I can see. And I was just Googling it, and I couldn't find anything about withdrawal. So, like Buck said, I don't know where the news is at. I just tweet. I just looked. I just searched him on Twitter, too, and there is nothing there. That's really, 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 really odd. All right. Um, so, yeah, getting back to, once again, getting off topic here, Jesse. Um, <laughs> my favorite play of the week is at $9,400, and it's Gary Woodland. Second place here last year um, has made the cut uh, about – six in or seven in a row, something like that on tour. Um, he was trending very, very well at the end of last year, coming off an 18th place finish last week at the Shriners. 
um, and just hitting a ton of greens and regulation. Um, if he doesn't have to hit driver, I think that bodes well for him. His putter hasn't been uh, very good here recently, but um, you know he's, he's a he's a pro, so he can get that hot at any time. Two other guys uh, in this range who I think are interesting. Um, Zach Johnson. I, I'm not usually a Zach Johnson fan, but he's just that tip that prototypical short hitter, um, accuracy guy. He he's an interesting play for me. And then also uh, Kevin Chapel. Um, doesn't have very good course history. Only played one time here in 2011, finished 71st. Finished 20th last week at the Shriners. Um, but he hit a ton of greens regulation. Driver was a little sketch, and the putter was sketch. So maybe if he's not hitting driver off the tee, he can do a little bit better this week. What about you, Bucks? Yeah, there's a few guys in this um, range that I really love. I think first and foremost – I really like Chesson Hadley. Mm -hmm. I think we all do. I think he is one of the hottest players on tour. I think he's due. And I think he is going to get his eventually, whether it's this week or in the next few weeks. But it's going to happen. Dude's on fire right now. Um, And his game seems to suit this course really, really well. So um, I'm going to be playing Hadley probably everywhere, to be honest with you. Depending on the Simpson news, I might start with Hadley and move my way down. Um, Woodland, I think that – I don't know. I think I think he can give himself enough opportunities, but it all comes down to whether I believe he can make enough putts um, to pull it out. But either way, he has uh, – he's been playing well recently, has good course history here. Um I'm glad you mentioned Zach Johnson, Jesse, because I just think 9,100 is too cheap for a guy that is in the top 10 and three of the six stat categories I have. Um, if he can get the putter working, I think he makes a run out of easily. Um, so I, that's who I like in this range. I'm not a big Chapel fan this week. I think he'll be super popular, but I'm just not a fan of him. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm with the, you know, on on Hadley. I, I love him a lot. But uh, other than that, Charlie Hoffman, 97, I don't hate. Um, he might be a little chalkier in that range. Then outside of that, a name similar to how Pat was priced high, and I know you guys are going to laugh at me, but Ches Reeve at 9200 bucks. It's expensive. But if you want to talk a guy that's been playing really, really well, he is kind of that shorter guy that can hit. Now, sure, the putter is a big question, and he finished fourth here last year, so he knows the course very well. A fourth place to 9,200, I'd take that in a heartbeat right now. Um, so I'm, I'm shooting for extremely low ownership with Reavy and his recent form and course history here. Proves to play pretty darn well. So um, he's coming off at the BMW and 11 under, so he's taking a little bit of a break. But I swore, didn't he play in, in the China events or Asia events? Uh, yeah, I've got HSBC. He played the HSBC. Finished yeah, for some reason, draft. okay, drafting is a mess right now. Um, he's played, yeah, he's, so played, he's, played in, he's played in four of the last five events. That's yeah, he's played, I mean, he's played he's got top 20s galore, too. Top 25. Yeah, that's what I thought. Top so, 25 everywhere. But I, I usually get him in the sevens. Now he's 92, so I'm hoping that scares people away. And I, I will be on Chess quite a bit this week at 9200 bucks. Not worried about that price at all. Let's dip into the 8K range. We've got about 10 golfers to choose from there, including 
another guy I'm going to go to the well on this week. Um, Jesse, kick us off in the 8,000s. <laughs> you go first, Bucks. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a few guys in this range that I really like. Um, I definitely called the pricing for Chucky three sticks. Yep. And it's he's been playing better uh, in the last few events. And he's had a couple good finishes. And his course history here is just ridiculous. So if if he can start putting well, I think he has a really, really good shot to to make a run at this event. Um, the only issue I have with with him is I think he will be really, really high owned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost at a point where I might want to just fade him to fade him. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, other other couple guys that I really like in this range, uh, Ryan Moore seems like a course that suits his game. Um, I really like where he's at right now. He's starting to be playing better. Um, his proximity is really good. I mean, he's good in pretty much every category. Uh, one guy that I have to mention because people will be talking about him and his course history over the next few days is Russell Knox. He has great course history, but he is god-awful right now. I mean <laughs> – he is in – he's not even the top 100 in the, my model. Like, it's bad. So, I would 100% fade him. Even if he plays well, I don't see him cracking the top 25. So, I think there's other guys around here like Kokrak who have been playing better, yep. who have history here um, that I really like. So, I don't think you need to waste a – uh, pick on Russell Knox. The last guy I'm going to mention, because I do think there's a couple other really good ones, like Lahiri is on fire, but Scott Brown is the next guy and the last guy in this range that I really like. Um, he's been playing better, has course history here, um, and he keeps it in play. I mean, he's like almost a guaranteed cut for me, and if he can start making some putts, I think he has a solid option. No, I like that a lot. What about you, Jesse? Um, this, yeah, this, it's kind of a strange region to me. I mean, there's a lot of like guys that I would, you know, normally see here, like Knox and Moore, but then some of like younger guys. I think, um, I like Kokrak. You mentioned Kokrak. He's high for my model. I like him. Austin Cook <clears throat> is another guy who I will probably play quite a bit of, um, coming off the web.com. He has made the cut in every event that he has played in. Knock on wood, that's two events. Two two top 25s with a 20th last week at the Shriners. Um, and at uh, at 8,100, I can see him being overlooked for the guys around him. I do think that he will be low on. Another guy who's interesting is Wee Kim. <clears throat> I really don't know what to make of him. Um, he finished second last week, and he finished fourth at the CJ Cup. Now he is eighty three hundred on DraftKings and sixty one hundred on FanDuel. So one of the two is way off, um, but I don't know if I can trust him. Um, I mean, two straight top fives is pretty good, so I'll probably take a closer look at him. And I, I think he is in consideration at eighty three hundred. Huge fan, but. Other than that, you know, I mean, I'm just not a big fan of, of him. I mean, what do you? What's your take on on we there, Bucks? Um, not a fan, just because 
I mean, from the, with the guys around him, I'm going to avoid him. He, he's 61st in my model. He is 118th in strokes gained tee to green. He is 80th in birdies. I mean, the only thing that he does well in, in his last 12 rounds is putt. So um, I'm going to be avoiding him. But I think he's worth a flyer. If you're playing on FanDuel, I think at 6,100, you could do a lot worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's – I mean, here, though, on DraftKings – I can't hardly really pay for it on DraftKings. Yeah. I never pay for him on DraftKings. I just can't do it. Maybe it's because I have that wee sound in my head. I just can't do it. <laughs> He's tilting as all tilting can be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in the 8Ks, I'm all over Chucky Three Sticks. Been playing really well in his past tournaments. Even course history here, four out of five made cuts. Top 17 or better in those four made cuts. So he can play really, really well at this course. I do like uh, going back to the Bryson well. T7 last week, T17 the week before. Only played here once, and that was last year, and he at least made the cut, T66. I think he's playing a lot better than he was last year, too, so I do like Bryson a lot yet again. Um, Ryan Moore, I like him at 8,600, first time at this course, but he's definitely that guy that can you know find his spots in the fairways, doesn't have to bomb it. It suits him very, very well. Um, and Kokrak, he's going to be one of my core players. I absolutely love him. I was on him big last week. He came through. He's top 20 in three straight tournaments. Um, in the three tournaments he's played here, T15, T17, T16. So he really, really likes it here in Mayakoba. So I am all over Kokrak. Um, big play there. And then, yeah, uh, with you there, Jesse, I put Cook down as well. At 8,100, I think he'll get severely overlooked in that price range. Same price as Lahiri, 100 less than, than uh, Ollie. I think uh, Cook will get well overlooked. If you even go back past these last two events, he's – He's top 20 everything before that. So there's three events prior to that. So he's playing really, really well. Could be a nice dart at 8,100. So don't hate that at all. But Kokrak, I'm a big fan of in this range with DeChambeau and others. Let's go to everyone's favorite range, especially Jesse's, the $7,000 range, where they did a great job of putting probably half the field this week. Um, Jesse, give us a few and then bucks, and then I'll – pick up the mess wherever whatever's left <laughs> yeah uh you know in, in weeks past i've said like million golfers in this range so i decided to count them this week and there's actually about 60 so pretty Jeez. close to half the field half the field uh, yeah pretty ridiculous either way uh guys that i am on in this range include one of my faves stewie stewie sink um i like him a lot because He's just one of those guys who is a fairway green guy, and if the putter gets hot, I really think he has a good chance to not only top ten but win at this golf at this golf course if he can make some putts. Um, he has he finished fifteenth there last year, missed the cut the year before, um, but he's coming off of five straight made cuts on tour, something like that, thirty um, third over the CJ Cup. So big fan of uh, of the dude. Um, Stewart Sink this week. And then also a couple more. Kevin Streelman. I will go back to him. He's actually number one on my model this week, and it's kind of weird. Um, but fourth, 34th, third, 28th. Um, very good course history, obviously. Was playing extremely well until last weekend. He shot 75 in the third round. So I'll give him a pass. Just hitting a ton of green regulation. A lot of fairways. 
putter was kind of broken last week, and that's what uh, held him back. A couple more. Um, I like Nick Taylor. I think he's got uh, good form coming in. Um, very solid at 7,400. You could do a whole heck of a lot worse in this range. Another guy who is popping on model and it's very interesting to me is Brian Stewart. He has two second-place finishes here in 2013 and 2010. He is 7,400. He will be less than 3% owned. So he is a definite GPP flyer for me. Um, coming off a made cut at the Shriners, made cut at the Sanderson, made cut at the uh, at Safeway. He actually finished fourth at the Sanderson's farm, but it's 73% of greens regulation, 76, 76% of, uh, of fairways um, last week. So I like him a lot. And then, I don't, I don't know how J.J. Spawn after last week is $7,100, but, I mean, it's hard to pass up on that, you know, with, with his performance last week. I know he messed up coming in, but that's that's ridiculous in my opinion for him to be 71. Um, I mean, he finishes, what, 10th? I mean, he was leading pretty much the whole way, and uh, Austin Cook who finishes 20th is, you know, a 1,000 more. I, I don't know. That's weird to me, but – yeah, that's pretty bad. What about you, Bucks? Yeah, I mean, there's a thousand guys in this range, but I mean, the first guy on the list is Luke List, and <laughs> I think he's uh, one of those guys that is playing phenomenal. He's got tons and tons of talent, and so he is a guy that I think has a chance to win some sometime soon. I'm going to be playing him. He's going to be one of my core. Um, Kevin Streelman, glad you mentioned him. Love him this week. He's top 10 on my model. Um, if he can putt this week, then he should have no problem cracking the top 10 for sure. Um, another guy that I thought was interesting, and I, I had to look at him a little closer, but solid course history, solid recent form, and he is in the top 20 on my model is Garnett. Um, so he's been playing well, and from T to green perspective, from proximity perspective, um, he's right there for me. So the only thing holding him back is his putting. And I think it, with his proximity on these greens that he can give it a go. I, I really like him at 7,600 this week. Um, a couple others I'll mention. One guy that has really good course history here that I think people are going to be gravitating towards is Scott Piercy. I don't like him this week at all. I think that um, DraftKings has him out. Oh, is is he out? Yeah. Well, good. You shouldn't have played him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the decision easier. Yeah. yeah. That that Rob Rob Bolton. So Rob Bolton posted Billy Horschel's out, Piercy's out, Webb Simpson out. Okay. So definite Webb Simpson out. Cool. Um, Nick Taylor, I'm glad you mentioned him. Jesse, I really like him. I've played him the last few tournaments. I think this is, uh, like, his season. Like, he seems to play well this time of year. Um, and this is a course that kind of suits his game. He's not the longest guy uh, on tour. Um, but I think this course suits him because he doesn't have to hit driver everywhere. Driver gets him in trouble. This is a lesson mm -hmm. driver course. I think he can give it a run as well. Um, there's 10,000 other guys down here. Um, one guy that is popping on my model, but I'm not sure I can 
stomach it uh, is Ricky Barnes. He's top 15 in my model. So I'll probably give him a look. And if I decide to do like a 20 max this week, he'll definitely be part of it. Mm -hmm. Don't hate that at all. Yeah, I don't mind List. Again, he was one of my core last week. I won't be as heavy on him this week because I do get worried about accuracy at times with him. But, yes, I do agree completely. I love Streelman. I say it every week. He's he's a part of it. Um, Sink, I, I, everything you said about that, Jesse, accuracy and the works is with him. He's a cut machine. This is a guy that's going to get you through the number. If you want to gamble elsewhere, Sink will get you there. And I love – Graham McDowell this week at 7,700. I'm afraid he, I, he – I hope to God he's not chalky, but he could be. Um, he's made course at history. least – Yeah, course history, T24 and a win. He had a T10 his last time out on the tour. He's been playing really, really well. Another one of those accuracy guys not going to try to bomb it around the place. So I like Graham at 7,700 a ton. I mean, uh, you mentioned Stewart earlier at 74. I do like him. Um, Nick Taylor I like. Malnati, a guy I mentioned every week, 7,300 bucks. Um, he's played here three times now. He did miss the cut last year, but his prior two times, top 10 and a 15th, and he's making cuts like T32, T34, T30 right now, and he's down at 7,300. Uh, Ryan Blom, he's playing really well. Well, he's a top 20 last week, and he's got his two starts here, top uh, tie for 15, tie for 29th. So he plays well at this course at 7,400. I'll go back to Gooch again if you want to gamble. Like you saw his rounds last week. It was highs and lows all over the place, but a T16, T30, T54 to start the year, basically. He's playing good golf at 7,300. And two other guys at the bottom, um, if you just want to plug your nose and kind of more punt-type plays, um, JT Poston at 7,100. He, T4 last week, T53 the week before. His only time playing here at a T35. He's one of those guys we played a lot early last year. When he kind of gets in his rhythm, you can play him. So I don't mind him. He's tilting as all can be. But for 7,100, you're not expecting everything to be easy. And he's got that tremendous upside for you. And then another guy, which you might hear a lot due to course history, I played him at times last year, and he's been in a funk. But last week, got a T57. His course history here is T28, miscut, T29, T23, and he's a former winner. I'm talking, huh. At seven thousand um, dollars, cheap, cheap player with very good course history. Um, not going to try to bomb it everywhere. It, it, he could be in play at seven k, but if you don't go too pricey up top, you can kind of mix and match. And this is why I like the twenty max last week. This is why I like it again this week. There's a lot of really good guys here that you can see top twenties out of in this seven k range, and it, it can get interesting. One other guy I mentioned, he's right right above her, is uh, Love Lady. He's yeah. a really, really good player. Uh, one of the up-and-comers I like on tour. Um, and he's consistent. I mean, all around, really good game. Uh, one, He's, he's going to be one of those guys that I look at every week. Um, and this could definitely be one of those weeks where he gives it a run because this course, he's not going to overpower this golf course. Um, but he's really good when it comes to um, hitting fairways, making putts, that kind of thing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, let's go into the 6K range. It's not appetizing as always, but there is a couple of my boys down there. You, you probably noticed a name down there that's <laughs> very popular in my world. Please go, please go first. Just so okay. you can say his name. 
Martin Flores is $6,900. Will be a play for me this week. He is a cut machine. Cut machine. And did he disappoint last week? No. T41, T24 here last year. He's actually made three out of four cuts here. Um, and you're paying 1600 bucks for a guy that really all you want is to make the cut. That's all you want. And if he does better from there, you are happy as can be. But uh, Flores, he's, he's got a T7 in the past five events overall. So you know he can compete when things are clicking. So I love him at 69. I know he burned us last week with the missed cut, but he's played well here at T15 and T46. So he's a cut guy. Um, I like Fathar. I always mess up his name too. I seem to always get drawn into him. T63 last week, T10 the week before. He missed the cut here last year, but then he has a fourth and a 73rd. So he's two for three on the cuts with the, with the fourth, which is not bad at all. Other than that, you know, Jaeger, I was all over him last week and he did not disappoint. Again, he's a good one of the, the good young golfers out there. T20, T51, T30 to start the year. His first time over here at 6,700. A few other guys to check out there, but uh, Jesse, what are you liking in the 6K? Yeah, it's really odd to me as well that uh, Bo Hostler is this low, coming off a 7th and a 10th in consecutive tournaments. So 7th last week at the Shriners, 10th at the Sanderson's, Sanderson Farms. He was in contention last week for the win, um, and he's 6,900. So I think he'll be kind of chalky. And that kind of makes me not want to play him. But either way, uh, it's hard to ignore him at 6,900. He's hitting a lot of greens and regulation and has been scrambling very well as well, 76% last week. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty outstanding. Um, never played here, obviously. So, that, it's it, it'll be interesting to see how many mentions he gets this week. Um, be good guy to track on, on uh, fans here. A couple more guys, Corey Connors. Another guy coming off the web. Um, he never played here, of course, but has made the cut in all three tournaments. Um, they played in, on the PJ Tour this fall swing or whatever. Uh, I think Carlos Ortiz, another interesting guy, and uh, Steven Jaegerbaums. Um, I know our dude Telly is a big fan of him. He has a 20th, 51st, and 30th in the last uh, three PGA Tour events that he's played here in the fall swing. So he's a cut maker and 6,700. I mean, that's pretty much what you need him to do is make the cut and maybe potentially get inside the top 40 for you to pay off. So I like him as well. Most definitely. Uh, Bucks, what do you like in the 6K range? Yeah, there's actually a, a few guys here that I like. <clears throat> I do like your boy Flores this week. Um, he's just consistently a good golfer. I mean, yep. he's really good. <laughs> he just—it'll it, be. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this name, but like a year ago, like a year and a half ago, that we were, we had always talked about Fabian Gomez as like an automatic yep. cut maker, and then he won one week um, and made all the monies so i think he's kind of in the same situation i think like he just needs like one breakthrough tournament but he's a good player i like him um ass wagon he comes up third on my model he like you mentioned he did burn us last week but i do like him again i mean it, 6900 bucks you got a guy that has been playing well so yep. 
I'm going to play him. Uh, Sabatini, I like as well. He's one of those guys that I think this course suits his game and he doesn't have to try to overpower anything. And I like him a lot. One guy that I'm really interested in, I have to keep an eye on his situation though, uh, is Bronson Burgoon. Yep. So he is a really, really, really good player. Um, tons of talent and he's played this event before and came, I think top 25. Um, yeah, two years so ago. He does have a back injury. 2015. Huh? 25th, 2015. Yeah. So he does have a back injury he's been dealing with. He withdrew last week. Um, if he is back and healthy, I think I'm going to sprinkle some of him in because I think his talent is there. Uh, but again, injury guys, I'm not sure I can move too far in that direction. Uh, a couple other guys that I like, I am always going to play my boy Billy Hurley if he's in a field uh, at a course like this where he doesn't have to bomb it everywhere. Last year, I actually talked to him a little bit. He felt he needed to hit it with the big boys, um, trying to get a little extra distance, started hitting a little wild, um, and didn't suit his game. So I think this is a course where he doesn't have to try to overpower it. Um, and he's really good when it comes to like 100 to 150 yards. Um, so I, I do like Billy this week. Um, and then I think the, the last guy that I would mention, <clears throat> and I'm not sure I can play him this week with a couple of other guys down here, but I really like the, uh, the stats that are being thrown out for Potter. Um, okay. So, I mean, he's a solid putter, solid proximity guy. Um, so there's definitely worse options for sure. But this is a week that is setting up perfect for a Stars and Scrubs approach. No, you definitely could. The more you look at this lower range, like we've been mentioning names, you can easily get a Pat Perez and at least one, maybe two of the 9K guys in there, depends on how you work it out and well, make it. I think, yeah, I think for me, I mean, I'll probably end up doing more lineups than I probably should or want to this week. And I'll probably have a couple of stars and scrubs. But I, I think that you could have from like 7,200 to 8,400, you could have guys in that range and leave a ton of money on the table um, and win this week. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, in that 6K range, I'm glad you mentioned Burgoon because, yeah, he's a phenomenal golfer. Before they withdraw, T17, a fourth and a fifth. He's super talented. I know I had him in a couple of mine last week. And then one other guy that wasn't mentioned that I want to keep an eye on, it'll be his first time playing here, but he's coming off a T10 last week and a T19 the week before, is Alex Kang at $6,900. Um, I looked a little bit more into him earlier, and this kid is playing really, really well. So I, I want to see what else he has. I might not play him this week, but I want to keep an eye on him. He seems quite intriguing and playing really good golf right now. Anybody else in the 6Ks that we did not mention or the 7Ks or anywhere else in the field? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the important stuff now. Core players. Jesse, give us two or three of your core players. Yeah, I'll probably be uh, Woodland, Cook, and Sink. What about you, Bucks? Hadley and List, likely, and then I'll probably mix it up from there. 
McDowell and Kokrak for sure, and then I'm going to have a lot of Bryson if I have to pick three. I'm going back. To, I'm going back to that well again. I really like the way he's playing. Really okay. like it. Um, Jesse punts. Yeah, I mean Corey Connors, Stephen Yeager. Those would be my two main ones. Um, if you don't mind eating some chalk, I would say Bo Hostler. Yeah, I don't hate that either. What about you, Bucks? Uh, I would say Sabatini and Burgoon. You know, Poston, Huh, and Flores as three punts for me. Flores. I can't not say him. He's 150 to one. It's almost worth throwing something on that. I mean, that's probably a little sprinkle. Um, Jesse, what's your bust of the week? Uh, man, that's kind of difficult because so it's either going to be like, wow, I'll say Patrick Reed. That is my guy as well. Uh, Bucks, who's your bust? 100% Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I, I, he's gonna have to win it. Has to win. I just I don't I don't even know if he I don't know. Uh, yes, he has to win it, and I'm not sure he cracks the top twenty this week. May not even make well, the that's cut. What, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. May not even make the cut. It'll be interesting. I want nothing to do with Ricky if he wins. I tip my cap to all the chalk eaters out there and I walk away. That's all it is. Um Jesse, who is your pick to win? Two in a row, coming off back to back. Man, that's kind of pressure. You hit two in a row. You're going to repeat. Thanks for reminding me. I've hit two in a row. Um, the three peat is going to be Gary Woodland. Oh, twenty to one. What about you, Bucks? <clears throat> I am going to name two primary guy: Chess and Hadley. Second place, Luke List. Wow. Nice. You can get List at 40 to 1, and Hadley is 20 to 1. I'm going to be putting money on every golfer we name from now on. The way it's going right now, you almost should. Um, I am going with, with, and people remember one of the first podcasts we did, I pronounced his name um, Cockrack. But Jason Kokrak <laughs> is 35 to 1. And I'm going with Jason Kokrak to win the OHL. Yep. I like it. I like it. Did I you like guys it. hear the news today? So we know how Jesse's BFF PC went to the Euro Tour full time. Did you hear that Mr. Fleetwood's coming stateside full time? Really? He announced Did today you- he's coming stateside. The new PC is coming over. Wow, let's go! <laughs> I saved I saved it for the pod. I almost tweeted it to you, but I wanted to save it to get your live reaction. I haven't heard that. That's awesome, dude. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. He has so much money to make back from Masters 2017 for me that I will pay him every week. Because he cost me so much money, Masters 2017. Oh, that's outstanding. All right, guys, anything else? That was some good stuff covered. A pretty – actually, this is one of the better fields we've had in a while, especially for a cut event. So, 
pretty good. Hey, start. I mean, I, I know you you mentioned that you played the the twenty max last week. Yeah, is that what you said, Bubba? Yeah. Did you did you kind of follow what we were talking about with the twenty max? Which part of it? Well, uh, just the strategy in general of kind of like going fifty percent one person and then, or I like how did you how did you deviate? My core three I had last week was Lish, Streelman, and Deschambeau. I think I had Deschambeau in like eighty percent. Then I had the core three and probably sixty to seventy percent of them, okay. and 12, 12 of my twenty lineups cashed. There you go. And I had so I had I think it was seven six of sixes, and then I had like five or six others that had Van Asswagen stopping me from six of sixes. Did you have quite a bit of Cantlay then too? I think I had three or four Cantleys. Not enough. Still cashing that many though out of with only three or four is pretty good. Like I said, it was, it was a decent week. It wasn't like it wasn't big caches, but it was decent. I guess I'm gonna have to do that this week. You talked me into it. But they do have a nice the, pr- pressure putt on DK. Yeah, there's some really good tournaments this week too, better than we've seen in a while. So, 77 people and 20k. Ooh. Yeah, definitely. We may have I hate to, this uh, time of year though. I hate, I hate tying up money for NFL. I'm, um, honestly, I'm fine with it right now because NFL has just been so tilting lately. <laughs> I mean, not even kidding. Good God. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, interesting. Like, that pressure button. I might, might have to dab on that. Yeah. You'll have to check into that. Max it out, baby. <laughs> it's only 3200 3, bucks. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Come in the top three to pay off. If it was four, if it was a $4, I could max it out easy. <laughs> I love it. Well, for my for our buddy uh, DJ and Mike, there's a three dollar twenty max. He can play on that one. Oh, cute! That's it. That's his favorite. Yep, I bet but, you. Uh, I bet you. He's not even playing this week, but he he'll draft uh, Grayson Murray. His his BFF. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, thanks for joining love, us. Love hate relationship. For Mikey with Grayson, I mean, dude wins him ten grand and he trolls him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think Mikey Mikey would troll his own mother if she was on Twitter. It's <laughs> a good point. I agree. <laughs> Love you, Mikey. Um, he's gonna be trolling us after he hears this. Um, <laughs> this will be this will be a good said, test to see if he really listens to the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll start <laughs> we'll go off the rails at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys pick a winner we have our winners follow it we're going for five out of six three peat for jesse you can find jesse on twitter at dfs golf gods bucks is at bp snow 11 i am at bdntrick and you can follow the pod at always press dfs good luck this week this was the ohl classic at mayacoba DraftKings preview we'll catch you guys next week